welcome to the uh, Bridging the Gap podcast. And we're following up from Dave Lawther's preach on Sunday about the birth of Jesus Christ. Um, Dave took us through how God came to be with us, why he came to be with us, and what does it mean that God's with us. So I've got some questions to, to grill him on there. But first of all, Dave, just to get your brain warmed up, uh, quick fire questions. Favourite Christmas carol? I'm just, I've got my eyes. Layla is definitely going to derail this <laughs> yeah. podcast. Can I just say, if you hear sniffing at the mic, it's not me, it's a dog. <laughs> and I'm not crawling around <laughs> sniffing, sniffing the mic. Um, <laughs> so it was favourite carol. You're giving yourself thinking time there, weren't you? Yeah. Very, very smart. Christmas Fear, carol, come on. Quick favorite. fire, this is meant to be. Uh, O'Connell, are you fearful? Yeah, good one. Okay, good choice. Christmas movie. Die Hard. Yes, good <laughs> choice, Dave. Um, Die Hard followed by Home Alone for me, if you're, if you're interested. Obviously you're not. I think that's right, um, yeah, sorry. Uh, Chris, I know this from what we were doing in the school this week, so I hope you're consistent here in your answers. Favourite Christmas dinner food? What, what's your favourite part of Christmas dinner? Yeah. Roasties. Roasties. Yeah, again, I think, I think. well, no, I think it'd be the, the meat. It's got to be the meat. Followed I, by the roasties for me. So, um, hot take here. Um, <laughs> turkey. Are yeah. you a fan? Uh, yeah, yeah. Layla um, looked proud when I said turkey. I, yeah. <laughs> um, I prefer a bit of chicken, but I do like my Christmas turkey and having it cold in the following days as well. See, I just think it's mad that we do, like, the worst. Like, chicken's nicer than turkey and more expensive. It's just like, why do we go for the worst Meat, yeah. the drier meat. Well, it's because turkey's huge, I guess, isn't that it? That is but true. Don't listen to me and Dave calling blue chefs. That we are. <laughs> yes, guilty. Things. Well, you're more of a cook than I am. Well, I suppose you better get into the actual question, didn't we? Yeah. So, um, what would you say to someone uh, who maybe objects to something you said that, on Sunday and it says that, that Jesus did experience loss? Because you, you, mentioned, you mentioned that. He, know, he knows what it is to experience loss um, because of the absence of Joseph. Joseph probably having passed away. But wasn't it easier for him because he was God? I see. I can see that question arising. Yeah, yeah so it was easier for Jesus to deal with it because he's God and knows everything, basically. Yeah, and he has those resources that a mere human being doesn't have, I guess. Like, yes. Um, I would probably say the complete opposite. That hmm. Surely that would make it harder. So um, since he's the eternal God who has always uh, known perfection, eternity, life without death hmm. surely that's much harder than to experience yeah. something you've never experienced before yeah. uh, so whenever we think about the idea of loss for example what makes it so hard is that at some point we had something or hmm. someone so the absence is what makes it hard so jesus created the world perfect so he knows what uh, sin has done for it which is why he it's so staggering hmm. it doesn't leave us in our mess he joins us it's sort of the it's uh Jesus at the tomb of Lazarus, isn't it? Yeah. Like he's so angry because this is not the way he's designed the world to be. Mm. So uh, I suppose Jesus experienced greater loss than anyone else because he has experienced, he experienced the highest heaven and went to the deepest pit of hell on the cross. So yeah. Yeah. he experienced the loss of an earthly father and he tasted God forsakenness of his heavenly father. Yeah. So, oh, I like that. That's what I'd say. And I, I think it goes to the heart of what, the stuff we talk about every Christmas too, isn't it? Him being totally God and totally, totally human. Man, we, yeah. But we kind of slip into thinking, well, because he's God, it's like he's not totally human, but he was. It's all the Hebrew is. stuff, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah. Sympathetic high priest. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, good one. Okay, so here's another one, another awkward question. Uh, if the penalty of sin has gone for the Christian, yeah. 
and its power is broken, because you were talking about the penalty and the power of sin, how can we do still suffer from its presence? Because I know Christians struggle with that a lot sometimes. If, if it's gone, forgiven, broken, why yeah. are we still struggling with sin so much? Yes, I think it's the illustration you've definitely used before of uh, D-Day. So victory mm. is certain, but there's still a war to fight. So VE yeah. Day is still coming. Uh, I think, I suppose it's just the way the Lord is working in redemption, in salvation. Um, so in the Exodus, for example, he gets the people out of Egypt, but he still has to get Egypt out of the people. So yeah, yeah, like they're, they're out of they're out of slavery and bondage the power's been broken mm. the penalty the passover uh the death penalty has been yeah averted or put on the lamb but they're still in the presence of sin because they're still in a, a, a world that's marred by sin it's yeah. um joy to the world isn't it um he comes to make his blessings flow far as the curse is found yeah. yeah um i think Oh, yes. Maybe this is helpful. It uses big words. Uh, we're not perfect because sanctification, which is our gradual uh, journey towards full and final glorification or perfectification. That's yeah. not a word. Perfectification. No, I, I don't know if it is a word, but I like that. Yeah. <laughs> perfectification. Sanctification is a gradual work. It's not an instant work. Yeah. Um, you, you did this last year, didn't you? Fruit of the Spirit. So the work of the Spirit in our life is often... Uh, agricultural language isn't it so yeah. it's fruit fruit takes time to cultivate and grow it's not uh, manufactured in a factory is it yeah and, and i think that kind of answers another potential pushback question which is oh, okay I hear what you're saying but if we've got the holy spirit indwelling us and the power of god then how come we're not perfect yet well you've kind of mm. you've kind of answered that haven't you yes it's the already not yetness that's that's the way god's saving us yes on tuesday night this is a tangential point on Tuesday night, George and I were reading we're reading through Luke's gospel and we got to the uh, passage where Jesus meets Legion, the man mm. with the many demons. Mm. And we're talking about, um, so once a Christian has the Holy Spirit in them, yeah. can a demon possess them mm. if the Holy Spirit's there? And I was saying, well, no, because the Holy Spirit's God and he can't, Yeah, that can't happen demonic activity happens in the world around us mm. but then he was sort of like he was pushing back me like but if god dwells in you how can then sin how can you still then sin yeah. i was like yeah this like this is the mystery of the gospel yeah. isn't it like and it's something that christians struggle with emotionally as well isn't yeah. it not just intellectually because that you is that going back to galatian stuff again yeah. the flesh versus the spirit yeah that, and you, you've already said it that we, we are set free from sin in one sense and in another sense we still battle it because that's the reality between here and yes. glorification. Yes, I think it links to what your next question is potentially. Ah, oh, set me up nicely, thank you. Yeah. So, um, you talked a lot uh, and, and wonderfully about how God is with us and all the different ways that he's with us in Jesus. Um, and I think, again, maybe a more experiential question than a theoretical one that Christians might often ask is, how can I know God's with me if I keep giving into this besetting sin? I think a lot of Christians mm. struggle with this. They they might feel that they're doing okay with certain areas of sin, but there's this one area I keep falling in. So how's God with me if that's happening all the time? Uh, I think 
I think God God's always present, isn't he? It's mm. Psalm 139. Like we can't go anywhere in all of creation and he's not there. Mm. It's just for the Christian. It's that's what makes it particularly hard. Like he is present in us by his Holy Spirit. Yeah. So he's given uh, us his Holy Spirit, which is a, a seal, a down payment, which is a reminder that well he's promised to never leave you nor forsake you him mm. um, even if you would forsake yourself yeah <laughs> i often yeah, think it's an important point yeah, yeah i often um whenever you know in the past whenever i'm struggling with pornography like my thoughts were just like lord i would get rid of me <laughs> like as in yeah. that's how disgusting and worthless i feel so i think that's what's interesting is that god keeps us even if we wouldn't keep ourselves so i think perhaps maybe it's not quite maybe a politician i'm not really answering your question i think whilst god is always with us i think we need to be aware that we can grieve the holy spirit who dwells in us so he's ever present in us Mm -hmm. even when we sin yeah Uh, i like spurgeon talks about this whenever we think about grieving the holy spirit uh so he says uh it does not say, do not make him angry. A more delicate and tender term is used. Mm. Grieve him not, for grief is a sweet combination of anger and love. Yeah. It is anger, but all the gall is taken from it. Mm. Love sweetens the anger and turns the edge of it, not against the person, yeah. but against the offence. So yeah, God absolutely. is still with us. He's grieved by whenever we sin, but mm. that doesn't lead him to... Yeah. Yeah. abandon us yeah so i think yeah that really helps and this all fits with the idea of the already not yet doesn't it that we yeah we are still living in a fallen world we're sort of battling with our fallenness but the the victory is is coming and definite and yeah. secure and the holy spirit will bring this all to completion in us one day and it's it's so hard to wrap yeah whenever you think about the big big picture if god's sovereign over all and knows all things he also knew that we'd struggle with this yeah. and he committed to being with us through it and helping yeah. us persevere yeah. so yeah, I know. know okay um good so another thing you said was that uh when you were talking about the coming of jesus to be with us god with us in jesus he came to be with us by a miracle and he talked about the the virgin conception um we call it the, call it the virgin birth a lot don't we it's the virgin conception really is the, yeah. is the miracle um is it, so, the, is it the Catholics who say the Immaculate Conception? Oh, the Immaculate Conception. Well, that, that, that might be one for another yeah, podcast. Yeah, I, I nearly said that on Sunday, and I was like, I feel like there's something... Because that's that's the conception of Mary, isn't it? Yes, so, yes. So, yeah. It, Carry um, on. Now you're trying to send me off on a tangent yeah. there, aren't you? Um, so here's a qu- bit of an awkward question, I admit, but I like asking these, as you know. Yeah. Is this, the, the incarnation, um, God becoming flesh, in Mary's womb, is this the greatest miracle in history? Interesting. Uh, that's a toughie. Um, Told you. I suppose it, it, <laughs> I'm going to try to wriggle out from under this. Um, <laughs> I feel like the whole incarnation from conception to resurrection mm. is the greatest miracle. Oh, good one, Dave. Nice. <laughs> I like the way you got out of that. Yeah, but if you can't argue with that, if you're asking. Well, you're obviously asking, is the conception the greatest miracle? I'm not sure. I think mm. uh, Roger was preaching on this in Bristol or in uh, Merthyr, I think, where he's mm. talking about how 
it is such a miracle that God came to be in the flesh, like in the womb. I'm about to sneeze. No, I've stopped it. <laughs> that was close. Um, I think that must have been such a funny facial expression. I just did. Um, <laughs> We're so sorry. Ooh. This isn't being videoed. That would have been great. So I think an argument could be made that this is the greatest miracle in history in that when you read the Old Testament all the way through, there's this recurring problem. How can a holy God dwell amidst an unholy yeah. people? Yeah. So uh, in Genesis, in the Garden of Eden, he casts them out, mm. guards his presence. Uh, the tabernacle uh, I think John 1 uh, the word tabernacled amongst us the yep. idea that we have to be protected from God's mm. holy presence by sacrifice uh, all those shadows point towards what God would do in Jesus so I suppose it, it's the greatest miracle in that Jesus walked around this earth God himself and people who came near him were not immediately yeah. consumed. Yeah. So. I uh, yeah, I wasn't expecting that angle in the answer. I I really like that. Uh, I suppose I, I. As in, were you expecting a far worse answer? No. <laughs> no, I was I was expecting a good answer. Thing, just not for you to go in that exact direction about the tabernacling and stuff. And I, I think that that's spot on. I think that's really good. Um, because uh, I suppose I think of it more simplistically in that. Um, then, whoa, pause. This is like a growing making. <laughs> You think of something more simply than me? Well, also, I'm asking a question here, which the, the, the Bible doesn't ask an answer, so people are probably thinking, why is this important, Matt? Anyway, it's just the way my brain works. Okay, good, think, your simple answer. But like the resurrection, what an amazing miracle, but God's going to raise every single yes. Christian from the grave one day, and the incarnation, where the, him becoming flesh is absolutely unique, isn't it? Yeah. Nothing like that has ever or will ever happen again. Yes. So. Much that's simple. my way of agreeing with you much more but simple yours was much more i liked i really like the theological angle on that but the dwelling I'm with spending too much time the tabernacle thing yeah <laughs> <laughs> right um you also said uh i i, I liked the, i don't think i heard this exact phrase before I, I liked it he was punished as if his entire life was one of sin oh dear that's what? it that's dangerous isn't it whenever someone says i've never heard that no before. no I, as in i got i absolutely no quibble with that because you didn't say because his life was one of sin as if his entire life was one of sin absolutely <laughs> but the another one of these awkward what if uh, or what about questions isn't that unjust of god someone might someone who's say relatively new to mm, yeah. uh, the the way we study the bible and do preaching in the bridge church or relatively new to the, the gospel and how the cross worked isn't yeah. that unjust of god to punish the perfect one mm. who hadn't lived a life full of sin yes uh so a couple of things i would say that it isn't unjust of god because it's what god father son and holy spirit ordained in eternity past yeah. so they planned this they made a, mm. a covenant that jesus would die as a sacrifice for the sins of his people so yeah. the righteous for the unrighteous to bring us to God mm. so um, it's not unjust because that's what that's how God planned salvation um, I suppose the other thing again it was another thing George and I were talking about um, all sin was placed upon Jesus at the cross or all sin will be punished either at the cross or yeah. at the end of time when God judges the living and the dead so uh, it isn't unjust because Christ knew what he was getting himself in for. Yeah. Um, which is a funny one. And sin has to be dealt with. Yeah. So, so actually, it's not a case of, isn't it unjust? It's the exact opposite, isn't it? It it's is totally just. justice yeah. and a holiness of God. Yeah. 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 
Um, moving on to the question of suffering, you said about Jesus. This this is the hardest question. <laughs> Building up to it. Yeah. Um, how does it help me in my suffering that Jesus gets my suffering? He understands it. I mean, that's that's nice. But if that doesn't take my suffering away, like right now, mm. really, how much of a help to me is that? I can imagine that going through someone's head. If, I, if I'm honest, I've probably thought that myself in the past. I was about to say, I imagine, I think your response to this because of what your family's going through at the moment uh, well, will, yeah, I will think, be helpful. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think, okay, a couple of thoughts. Um, Hebrews language, you have a sympathetic and merciful high priest. Mm. So yes, he gets it. But since he is the one interceding between you and God the Father, mm. he knows what you need yeah. in that situation. So mm. he, whenever we don't know what to pray, Romans 8, wordless groans of the Spirit, go to Jesus. Yeah. Jesus communicates to the Father for us and the Father gives us what we need. Mm. So um, you lack no good thing because he's sympathetic. So he gets it and knows what to give you in, in light of that. Mm. Um, that's the thing, isn't it? Um, Whenever you think about a doctor, for example, if he gets what your illness is, he yeah. knows what to give you. So I'd say, mm. same idea maybe. Um, I'd say he's not a far off or distant deity. So mm. he's not uh, ivory tower. What does that mean? B- basically, he's not far removed from the yeah. situation and doesn't really know what it's like. So he promises to be with us in it. Um, I suppose his Holy Spirit is in us. So he's he's literally present with us. He, mm-hmm. in a strange way, he cries those tears with us, Yeah, um, which is hard to wrap our head around. Uh, I suppose you'd also remember the Lord Jesus didn't live uh, a suffering-free life mm-hmm. and he was perfect. So mm-hmm. if he endured suffering and sadness and was perfect, how much more will yeah. we if we walk his path? Um, yeah. And last one before we get to your you're one whenever whenever mum was diagnosed with cancer uh, gosh 10 years ago mm-hmm. um i knew that there were pe- i always get these two mixed up sympathetic and empathetic i knew there are lots of people who were sympath yeah Sim- people who were like i'm really sorry yeah that's awful yeah. but i wanted to spend time with someone who had yeah. been in that experience with me and just be like yeah, I get it, mm. and it sucks. So yeah. I, I think that's how it helps that um, whenever we talk to our, mm. whenever we talk to Jesus with our sadness and our grief, he's not like, oh, I can't relate, mate, sorry. Yeah. He's like, I know, I've yeah. been there. So mm. what about you? Uh, well, yeah, I just think I'd agree with all the above. And you know, it was resonating with me. You were saying he, he lived a, a life of suffering and we follow him. You know, that that's the picture, isn't it, in Hebrews and elsewhere that, um, he blazed the trail for us. Yeah, he, His path to glory was through suffering, and that's our path too. And we might ask, yeah, but why this particular type of suffering? And honestly, this side of glory, we don't get we the don't answers know. to that usually. Um, but we do know he's empathizing with us in it. Because yeah. if, if I'm going through something and someone's saying to me, I really feel you, I know what this is like, I've been through it. When that's a human being, I don't find myself saying, to you, okay, why don't you just take my suffering away? I say, <laughs> I'm so glad that someone feels for me in it. Yeah. Um, and also, get big going back to the big picture stuff, he is going to take my suffering away and yours yeah. and everybody who trusts in him. Mm. We know that our suffering will be taken away. We're just waiting for that day. 
So there, there's a delay in it, but actually he is going to take our suffering away. And in the meantime, he's our sympathetic, mm. empathetic high priest, high priest who, who walks with us in it. Yes, and it's um, it's incredible to think as well, because whenever we suffer, we... So, okay, I need to be very, very careful. <laughs> um, when we suffer, we also sin in our suffering. Yep. In, Absolutely. in how we respond to it, maybe... Yeah, and how we respond to it, etc. Um, but the Lord Jesus says, I know what it's like to suffer and I didn't sin yeah. for your sake. Yeah. So I'm not saying that if you're suffering, you're sinning, mm. but we often sin in response to suffering. And yeah, I think that's absolutely true. So, Because I think an illustration of that, and I know I've talked about it before, is someone, if someone's suffering with anxiety, depression, I don't think that's, it's sinful that they're suffering from it. No. I don't think it's normally because of sin in their life. No. But speaking for myself, when I did, was I sinning in the midst of it? Absolutely I was, because I'm a sinner. Yeah. Um, because I did feel sorry for myself, and I did get angry at other people. So we can um, we can set up this false dichotomy sometimes, can't we, that if I'm a victim of something, I can't do anything wrong. That's yes. the way the culture very much thinks, and actually that's not true. Yeah. It, can be, it can be both. We can be suffering and a victim of circumstances and yes. responsible for our sin. Yeah, we're both things simultaneously. Yeah, um, uh, both and. Both hands, shock, yeah. It's a real rabbit hole, isn't it? But I, before you get to uh, the last last bits... Um, he says real rabbit hole with a big grin on his face and he's going he's gonna to say it anyway, but it's whatever that, it is. It's that idea of Christ being the second Adam, mm. born of a virgin. Since he's born of God, he doesn't inherit our, mm. the sin of Adam. Yeah. Which is really interesting, isn't it? Because whenever I was thinking power, penalty, presence, mm. um, like we're sinners from birth, but Christ yeah. wasn't because he's perfect. Yeah, I, I mean, there's and, been yeah. so much said about that and written yeah. on that, isn't there? Because, because that's, that's the miracle at the heart of the miracle of the incarnation, isn't it? That he yes. becomes flesh but doesn't inherit our sin. Yes. And a lot of theologians talk about, well, the, you had to have the virgin birth so that he would not inherit sin because mm. sin is inherited in this way or that way and actually we don't know because it's a mystery yeah. but that was part of the miracle that he's one of us and yet not a sinner like us yes. so he could die for us yes I, I've said quite a lot recently that God's not like us mm. and <laughs> it's funny because in our incarnation we celebrate that he became like us yeah. but he, at this, yeah. uh, he's both had not like us at the same time. <laughs> Both uh, sound. Well done. Yeah. Um, um, okay, I better go on to the last couple of questions and then before we go deep down that rabbit hole. Yeah. So just to reflect on the passage as a whole and to give you a chance to slip anything else in you might want to, what what grabbed you most about this passage? Um, may, maybe something in particular you didn't preach on, but yeah. it doesn't have to be. What, what grabbed you most? Yeah, it's probably quite obvious that that idea of God being with us was the thing that grabbed me most. That was the whole sermon, wasn't it? Um, I think... It would have been great to have spent more time on Joseph and his obedience. Like, think mm. about how yeah. totally incredible his obedience was. Yeah, what like faith. He, he just he just did it. Yeah. Um, but so I suppose someone who's sitting there be like, I can't believe. Actually, the funny thing was, um, last Thursday I meet with two other assistant pastors in Bristol, and one of them, James, had preached on this passage previous Sunday. And he was like, "It's all about Joseph and his obedience." <laughs> and he's like, "And if you don't, if you don't spend time on Joseph, like, what are you doing?" And it was Thursday, and he could see that I was smirking. He's like, "What are you smirking about?" It's like, 
I'm not talking about Joseph <laughs> at all on Sunday. So I, the reason why I didn't speak about Joseph, sorry, James, was uh, I felt like there was a lot of overlap between Abram or Abraham, yeah. a lot of yeah. faith and obedience. I felt like we've actually beat that drum quite a lot. Yeah. So let's think about God being with us. And I'm sure what James would agree with would be when you look at this part of the gospel as a whole, like the gospel as a whole, it's all about yeah. Yeah, and Jesus, right? And James has a PhD and a massive brain. I was getting so a PhD not, and a massive brain. So I was like, it's funny. Whenever we, we like discussed a book that we read and him and John, massive brains, are talking at like this level up here. And they're like, what do you think, Dave? I'm like, I like the pictures in the, in the book. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So is it... It was never going to be the case that I was going to be on the same level as James. <laughs> He's such a good lad. Well, I, I agree with you. It would have been. Um, I, 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 I think it was so right that you landed where you did. But I know what you mean. It would have been nice to, to have more time to dig into Joseph too and his obedience and his faith. Mm. And the example he is to us, because I'm sure that's one of the reasons he's he's flagged in the narrative as he is. Um, yeah. So closing question. Uh, be interesting to get your reflections on this, because you, you know, you're not you're not quite as old as me, Dave. I haven't quite been in ministry as long. Not quite. Um, you're, you're getting close, but um, so I'm really interested to know your reflections on this. I talk to other pastors about this every Christmas. Do you have trouble staying fresh when you're preaching about the incarnation? You know, you get to Christmas again, and yeah. you, you, most of us we, we we love it that we're getting to Christmas and we're thinking about Advent and the incarnation, but we're doing it again, and people yeah. have like heard it all before. So any yeah. <laughs> any thoughts on keeping fresh? I'm taking notes here. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, I haven't really been in the game long enough for that to be an issue. Because I suppose once you've done the four gos- gospels, mm-hmm. once you're then like back round again, like oh, I'm doing this for the second time. Like it's yeah. still very fresh for me. Um, but I think even what we did there, like talking very very briefly about you know, Christ not having sin, you know, because he's not born of man. Mm. Um, whenever you think about Christmas and the incarnation. There's always fresh stuff, isn't yeah, there? Um, absolutely. Because there's such depths to the gospel. Um, I think anytime you read any any passage of scripture, I was talking to Roger about this the other day. You know, he's been in the faith in the Lord sixty years, and he's like, I never noticed this before. Yes, exactly. And that's yeah, like that's yeah. I suppose whenever you come to the text, you're constantly praying for a fresh yeah. sense of wonder. Yeah. I'd like this is. This is the gospel. This is what yeah. is so precious. Um, so yeah, I suppose that would be the main thing. And <laughs> one of Hawks was speaking to me on on the phone last night, and uh, I was chatting to him about this coming Sunday, and he was just like, "Just keep it simple, stupid." <laughs> <laughs> Which and, and like as in that was in the context of a much larger conversation about different things. Yeah. And I think that's the thing with Christmas. Like you can be tempted to try to do something very outlandish to try to keep it fresh. When yeah. Actually, whenever you're coming back to the same old story, keep it simple, so, stupid. I heard someone joking about this in the last few weeks. I'm sorry if you're listening, and it was you. I can't remember who it was. Um, they said, they were saying, they were half joking about, yeah, this year thinking of doing you know, Christmas to the eyes of a donkey or you know, Christmas to the eyes of the sheep yeah. in the in the. the, the in the fields, it's like you're, you're desperately looking for this fresh angle where actually, yeah, just preach the real preach beli- the story. Real believers are buzzing to hear yeah, the story exactly. again. But, it, then, but then there's that paradox, isn't there? There is. There are also then those things that, without trying to be 
without trying for novelty, you, you will suddenly see something. Like, wow, yeah. I just hadn't seen that aspect of the, yeah. the wonder of the incarnation before. Yes, I, Mary Davis said to me that her dad, you know, pe- people would ask him. Because <laughs> he'd been doing it for years yeah, and years, didn't he? They would ask him, longer than you. Um, Even longer than me. She, people would say, like, oh, how, like, how are you going to mix it up this year? And he's like, I don't know, I'll... I'll preach, you know, on a unicycle. That's how I'll keep it fresh. <laughs> sort of like, I don't think that's what he said, but sort of like that's how yeah. extreme people want you I'm to w- be. I'm wondering now if it might have been Mary Davis saying to me. I just can't remember who it was, but it was really funny. Yeah. It, it struck me. And yeah, we keep it fresh by staying to the yeah the text yeah. and the, the, the historical account, don't we? And uh, asking the Holy Spirit to make it wonderful to us yet again well and that's something we can be praying for this coming weekend isn't it so uh, Dave and uh, you'd value people praying for you as you prepare to definitely to speak on Sunday at Carols by Candlelight don't forget no morning service guys no and we'll see you on Sunday evening there is a sausage bap oh, uh, yeah. prayer yeah. meeting if you fancy at sausage the moment uh, prayer meeting. I need to um, and that's at your place yeah is that yeah is that our place at the law there's at 10 30 10 sausage bap from 10 o'clock Excellent. So I'll, I'll be there. Yeah, let us know. And uh, yeah, thanks, Dave. And see you all on Sunday. No dollar clowing. No dollar clowing. <laughs>